Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bot Talk. We are live streaming this on YouTube right now. This will be available on Spotify and The Bot Talk website in today's episode of The Bot Talk. My friend challenged me to a live Q&A on The Bot Talk. He said, we're going to do this live. We're going to have all the questions here. He's go ahead and, and prepared questions for me. I haven't looked at these questions yet. His name is Alex. Alex, go ahead and say what's up. Yo, what's good, guys? So essentially, Alex will go ahead and say these questions to me. I'll give my honest response. I've done this live in a way just to make sure there's no editing here. You guys can get a raw response. I feel that could be interesting. I have a decently interesting story for you guys. There's loads of elements to my story that I really want to put out there. So it'll be really good to see. However, we have two things I have to mention before we start. The first thing, this episode is sponsored. It is sponsored by Oculus Proxies. They are the fastest and most reliable proxies provider on the market. They have dedicated DC and residential proxies, over 400 subnets, and their proxy from all packages are with instant delivery. Check them out down below in the description. And the next thing is... Throughout this episode, the Bot Talk Discord will be available for you guys to purchase. If you guys want to check out, it's the top link in the description. It has a set amount of stock. It should sell out throughout the episode. However, we'll be doing a fresh batch at the end of the episode as a restock. So that is one thing to keep in mind. So let's jump straight into this. Once again, I don't know the uh, questions whatsoever. Alex went ahead and prepared these. So Alex, start with the questions. The first thing we always ask our guests on the Bot Talk is, how did you discover reselling? Obviously, this is the basic question that I ask all the guests on the show. How did you discover reselling? Me personally, I discovered reselling through doing my own research into shoes. I went ahead and looked into some shoes that I really liked. And this was purely through like Instagram ads. When I saw like uh, slot services, uh, bought ads on there, I go, went ahead and looked into it. I saw like these shoes. I think the first set of shoes that I really liked was from the collection the collaboration between off-white and nike uh, the unc has definitely caught my eye so that was one thing that really caught my eye and i really wanted it so when i got into the shoes and i was again i started researching the best way to get these shoes and then i discovered botting i integrated myself into the button community kind of realized how much money you have to put in and i kind of like followed the right people to get into the reselling community and that's how i got into the reselling community and then i was practically at the door of the botting community that wraps up the first question. How did you discover botting? So at the end of my last question, I said I got to the door of botting. Once I got to the botting door, essentially how I integrated into it is I start talking with a few people, joining some marketplaces, and I basically got an idea of how much these bots cost, how much capital you need to put into these, and essentially a better idea how the community works. And from there, I went and purchased my first bot and got my first role. That is something we are going to talk about, I think, if Alex has done these questions right, let's hope. But yeah, that wraps up the second question. When entering the body community, what did you want to be known as? So when I entered the body community, I actually started a YouTube channel. And on that YouTube channel, I was talking about reselling. I was talking about botting. And I was literally just talking about anything that had my interest. Because on my YouTube, essentially what it was is I would literally just talk about my interests. And that was one of the things. Back in the day, I had a gaming channel. Gaming was my interest. So I basically went ahead and made a gaming channel. Reselling and botting was my interest. So I went ahead and made a channel around that. So when I entered the community, I wanted to be known as a YouTuber overall. That wraps up people. What were some of the things you did at the beginning to project yourself into the community as your current desired role? So essentially, when I first 
get got into the community i want to be known as a youtuber and a person that made uh, guides for people and things along that nature so what i did to project myself i did get myself a few roles within companies to go ahead and develop a tiny reputation for myself so i could project uh my name forward and also my brand that's kind of how that happened and it was interesting because at the time there wasn't too many content creators around i think bot by nova may have been around i'm not entirely sure maybe he was just starting there was not a lot of video content within the community it was interesting to say the least what were some of the first companies you were involved with when you first started when i first started literally the, f the first day i did actually properly start i managed to cop on an adept restock this was back when adept first came out of his private beta and went to public i managed to get a copy and essentially i worked my way up through a week through the ranks till i got to support and that was the first big company i was a part of i worked with them for quite a while and i worked in content creation for them making guides for them helping the discord and things along that nature do you have a job in real life and if you've had one in the past how does it differ to working online at the moment i do not have a job in real life i haven't had a job in real life for three years now i think and that is purely because i'm able to make a financial income online and that is why I choose to do things online. Like I don't want to dedicate time to an in real life job and I can dedicate time online and current income for myself because firstly, that's just the way I can navigate things. I, I know for a fact people have different opinions on this, but personally, I just like to work online and I know if I know I'm making a good amount of income online, then I'm going to continue to do that. And that's what personally makes me happy. I have had jobs in real life before. I've done a voluntary at a computer hardware store for two years. A voluntary meaning I didn't get paid. I learned the skills how to build computers. That kind of aided me to build my own. It kind of gave me an idea how technology works. And I also worked with my dad. Worked with him for quite a while in the summer. And I also worked at a uh, tuition center. Essentially, a tuition center is like a private tutor center. And I made a content for them as well. Where essentially we made... I, someone narrated over videos and I created graphics for those videos. So yeah, and how it differs to working online is essentially when you're working online, there is no dedicated hours. I feel like I feel like with online, there isn't a dedicated nine to five. There isn't any time period. With working in real life, you go to you go to your work nine to five. After that, out of those hours, the uh, the idea of working online and your job online completely out of your head. Whereas when you do stuff like this, you always have to be on 24-7, except for when you're sleeping. You always need to be on You always need to be integrated into the space that you're working in. What was the effect of you working with these companies at the start? So when I first got involved with these companies and uh, I started developing my name in the community, there, there was a follower boost there. There was a reputation development there just because... Obviously, people were getting to know you. These companies were getting bigger. Therefore, the staff team was getting bigger. And of course, as you guys know now, staff teams for loads of uh, companies these days do get better. And their staff team do gain following because of that. And that was kind of a very similar effect to what happened with me. How often do you bot? So, personally, at the moment, I have bought, I've started botting a lot more than what I did whilst I was in season of the bot talk. It didn't really interest me too much, but now that I've kind of ended up bot toxic too, and I've just gone into like this kind of freelance mode, I am botting a lot more, and I'm I am getting into it. 
at the moment i'm only going for releases i can like supreme tomorrow i'll definitely go for that i'll definitely do spots i'm just trying to get back into the swing of things but obviously during in seasons of the bot talk i don't usually bot. where did your passion for content creation come from my passion for content creation came sparked from when i was a very very young age at the age of nine or ten essentially what i was doing was i was creating unboxing videos so when i would have enough money to go buy a video game or a console which was like not very often essentially i'd get like my laptop webcam that was integrated i think it was like 48p or something like that and basically make these videos acting like i have a following and acting like i have a youtube channel and i would have a youtube channel at the time they had like about 10 subscribers i'd post it on youtube and essentially just content creation itself i just liked narrating over stuff i liked unboxing stuff i liked creating content from a young age i don't know why that is uh literally no one in my family does anything similar to this but that's always been instilled me from a young age so that's how it kind of started what was some of the first content you produced but the first content i ever produced in my life was was unboxing videos and it was the kind of idea that i have something i want to bring out there and show people how it is and i went from unboxing videos to like gameplay videos i would literally just do anything i could obviously because i was a kid at the time i was like 10 or 11 i was very limited with my hardware capabilities as well as my software capabilities because i had no income i couldn't buy editing softwares i couldn't buy better hardware and i was also limited to the hardware at the time like a 480p camera on the laptop was good back then now you expect like 1440p cameras and stuff like that are separate cameras itself I was very, very limited at the time, but my first content were like unboxing videos, gameplay videos, stuff along that nature. What made you start a YouTube channel surrounding reselling or botting? So the idea behind creating a YouTube channel surrounding reselling and botting was just purely because that was what changed my life at the time. And essentially, that was the only thing I think about as the only thing I invest my money in. And that's why I decided to create a YouTube channel then. And I feel like that definitely did help me because it gave me an idea of how people navigate the YouTube scene in collaboration to the Twitter scene as well with reselling and buying. And I feel like that gave me an early understanding of how to operate the community. And I'm very grateful for that. What made you decide to start the bot talk? So this is a good question. Essentially, what made me decide to start the bot talk was essentially the way my mind works without going too deep is that it needs a routine and it needs something to do uh where i avoid slipping into like feeling but down or feeling sad or essentially just going through a rough time is by occupying my life that's why this time period where we literally have nothing to do it is kind of difficult because i need to find things to do but the bot talk on a weekly basis allowed me to occupy my mind create a series and that's why i decided to start i didn't do it with the with the thought of this blowing up because to be honest this idea on paper shouldn't have done the numbers it did but it did and i'm very grateful so essentially it was literally just to occupy my mind and also regular activity on my youtube channel and that was kind of one of the main focuses. I wanted to create content on a consistent basis, linking back to when I was a kid and creating content. So that was the type of reasoning as to why I started the bot. What were the early days like when you first started the bot talk? I first started the bot talk, essentially, I'm not going to lie, it took off from episode one. Literally, the, as soon as I make the Twitter account, and I had a bit of following on Twitter at the time on my personal account, I bought the tweet saying, 
I'm creating a podcast. And obviously, this wasn't a hugely, hugely not supported or even an idea within the community. There weren't any podcasts to my knowledge. So essentially, when I did it, no one really took notice until I started getting people on. I DM'd like literally at least like 40, 50 people that day trying to get them onto the episodes and trying to get them onto the podcast. A lot of them didn't respond until they saw people. I think the first episode was with Sean from PD at the time and Loop Stars. So once I got that episode in and the views started coming in, it kind of took off straight away. And that's what allowed me to keep creating these episodes. Was the initial reaction to the bot talk the one you were expecting? If it wasn't, how was it different? My initial reaction that I was expecting was that the series would slowly build hype and slowly build views. I wasn't expecting to do it for 28 episodes long or 29 episodes long. But essentially what happened is it for some weird reason and I till this day I I can kind of pinpoint it was because there was a lack of content from these people except from their Twitters. So essentially removing the 140 characters limit on Twitter and allowing them to sit down and talk about their lives. I feel like that was one of the biggest reasons. But it was completely different. It was kind of blown out of proportion. Like literally the views were coming in, the subscribers coming in, the engagement was there, everything was there and that allowed me to to build this brand and make it is what is today. How was the process of creating an episode for the bot talk? So essentially, I'm going to go ahead and run through the process from start to finish. Essentially, I would contact the person like maybe a couple of weeks before, maybe a month before, and I'd open them up to the idea of doing an episode. They'd respond saying yes. I'd be like, okay, great. One week away from doing the episode. I'll go ahead and contact you. I'm going to align the date. We'll align a recording date. And then basically the day before I send them the questions I'm going to ask them just so they're confident with it and they can make notes. Then the, the day of the recording, we go ahead and record it on Discord. The day after I start marketing it. So the day after I let people come in on. It's a restock episode. I don't tell them about the restock straight away. So day one, record. Day two, introduce the idea. Day three, don't do anything. Uh, day four is when I contact my graphics designer. He, my motion designer, sorry. He creates a marketing video for the episode that includes the restock within it. I put that on Twitter. That creates engagement. I uh, finish up the episode and send it to them so they can review it. Once they review it and they feel like it's good, if they have any tweaks, I make tweaks. And then from there, it is the that day. Then the day after, I finalize the video, getting up onto the YouTube backend. The uploading day, the publishing day, I continue pushing towards marketing, continue talking about it in my tweet, and market the episode to be one of the biggest things of that week. And loads of cases, like with the cyber or the Whatball episodes, these episodes literally take over the timeline for a good amount of time because all these restocks are things people want to go for. So that's kind of how the marketing's done, how the episode. What are the advantages of running the bot talk whilst you are in season? The advantages is clearly that the bot talk gives me something to do. Go linking back of that idea of not slipping into like dark times. When I was growing up, when I didn't have anything to do, and I I kind of fell into not like I don't want to say depression, but I feel like it was a down period where I literally didn't want to do anything. Like I did want to do stuff, but I didn't have any idea what to do, and that was what was kind of keeping me in in the loop or keep down and being down and not doing anything so i think the bot talk did save me there 
and is allowing me to give, create some routine in my life because the human brain strives for routine so that is kind of what that helped me to do but the other advantages is that obviously with the bot discord it's created a revenue stream itself it is a very good revenue stream very grateful for it so that's obviously allowed me to continue working online and continue doing these things in the and also the advantages is obviously getting to know big people all the uh, the engagement coming towards the brands and building the bottle like it literally hit it's nearly at 6,700 followers which is absolutely insane i think that is the advantages rounded up what are the disadvantages of running the bot talk whilst you're in season uh, the disadvantages links back to an idea that i call the trade-off and essentially the trade-off is where there's loads of advantages for some disadvantages now the disadvantage is that i could do these episodes i could put these restocks in but only because there's a limited amount of restocks uh copies in the restock i get bashed quite a lot for these restocks and um like with the recent one i got the password literally nothing i could have done there i couldn't have predicted that some download the captions go through that Obviously, I got bashed on Twitter pretty hard for that. I feel like it isn't even a disadvantage because I'm at the point where like it doesn't phase me. I don't really pay attention. I pay attention to it just to know, but it doesn't really phase me. But um, that is one of the disadvantages people are disliking. With. It is where it is. Then another disadvantage would be that you can't always find guests, and some guests do end up canceling, which it's gaps in the season and just is an inconvenience so that's why i had to segregate it into seasons to be honest i feel like that rounds up the disadvantages pretty well what comes next for the bot talk so as you guys know we ended off season two season two was very very successful overall the most successful season ever has i think it was just a bit above season one season three is in the works season three has a planned date that i'm not going to reveal just yet We'll have to stick to the bot talk to make sure you guys know when that happens but it, it's in the works i can't reveal too much about it but it's going to be very very similar to season one and i feel that you guys are definitely definitely going to enjoy it what comes next for yourself so uh alex just messaged me and told me that this is the final question so i think this is plenty of question now what comes next for myself essentially I want to create a new project within the community. I'm not entirely sure what that is going to be. It is, it is going to be a product of type, whether that's access to something, whether it's actually physical product or that is a software. I am going to be looking into projects. I'm constantly looking to work with people. If you listen to this and you have any ideas, go ahead and contact me. I like working with people, but I definitely want to create a product. I want to continue building the brand and also continue pushing out these episodes. Obviously, this episode was kind of like an April Fool episode like why are you doing an episode on yourself kind of just to get my story out there and focusing on the bot talk focusing on creating a new product and also just making sure i can maintain myself during these hard times obviously you guys know what's going on in the, going on around in the world right now so i just want to i feel like that sums up my goals very well so that's that ends today's episode i know this was a lot more shorter than usual i just kind of fired through these questions but I do want to let you guys know that Bot Talk Discord is actually available for you guys to go ahead and check out. The link is on the screen, also at the top of the description. If you guys want to check it out, there's some stock on there for you guys. You guys can go ahead and join the Discord. There's some um, exclusive access content for these episodes, like uh, restock hints, early access to these episodes. So please keep that in mind if you do want to purchase. But 
the end of today's episode i want you guys to go ahead and thank alex for going ahead and taking some time out to go ahead and read these questions i very very do much appreciate it and the next episode is actually overly planned of the bot talk but any for the people that are in here now the next episode is with Bisper, who was previously at restock world so it's going to be an interesting episode for i'm going to catch you guys next time